G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. I'm your host, Graham Curry from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilos or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and have successfully maintained that weight loss now for over a year. I wanted to bring this series of podcasts to you to give you an insight into what that journey has been like. I also wanted to give you some information about intermittent fasting, talk to people that are doing it, and bring in some experts in the field, including some leading authors of some great books about the subject. Talk about the highs, the lows, the triumphs, the celebrations, the negatives, the positives, and everything in between. Nothing is a silver bullet, as they say, but intermittent fasting is about the closest thing that you can get to a perfect health plan with a side effect of weight loss. So sit back in the next few weeks and enjoy life on the fasting highway with us. Thank you. G'day and welcome to the Fasting Highway and this is episode two. Today we're going to talk to Melanie Gleeson. Uh, Melanie is from Canterbury in New Zealand and currently lives in Perth in Western Australia and Melanie is a marketing professional. So Melanie has recently taken up intermittent fasting, has been doing it now for about six or seven weeks. So here on the Fasting Highway We're going to follow a couple of beginners over the next few months, as well as talk to experienced people. We want to hear the insights of what it's actually like to start intermittent fasting and the trials and tribulations. So we're going to follow two people's journeys. One is going to be someone that doesn't have a lot of weight to lose, but is looking more at the health benefits of IF. And the other is a person that does have a lot of weight to lose. And so we're going to get that contrast. So we'll check in with them over the next two or three months as their journey unfolds. But anyway, welcome to the Fasting Highway, Melanie. G'day, Melanie, and welcome to the Fasting Highway. And thank you so much for joining us here today to give us an insight into a beginner's journey with intermittent fasting. Thank you very much, Graham. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Melanie, I think what we'll do is just give us a little bit of a backstory and the lead up to when you discovered about intermittent fasting and how you actually found out about it and why you wanted to do it. Sure. Um, My backstory, I'm just about to turn 52. Um, I'm only just five foot one, probably five foot um, really. Um, so any amount of weight on a small frame, um, shows up and, um, I suppose as I had certainly headed towards 40, started putting on weight, I had always been very, very active with sport and, um, I did the liver cleansing diet from a health and wellbeing perspective. And that's when I learned that by cutting out dairy, that dairy wasn't that great for my body, um, and I didn't really have any health concerns um, apart from the fact that I had suffered depression. Um, and then when I was 46, I had a gallbladder episode. A week later, um, I had a full gallbladder episode. It took, they botched the operation. It took three operations to, to fix it up. Um, and as a result, they gave me a lot of painkiller, really serious fentanyl, tramadol, ondansetron, morphine, 
and things that are contraindicated. So I ended up um, having a seizure, a stroke, and going into cardiac arrest. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm only here because my friend was with me, and if I'd just been lying in bed, I just would have died. So that um, was a really big wake-up call. Um, and I had done uh, Weight Watchers prior to that. Uh, I was probably a pro a, about 10 kgs overweight, which to most people doesn't sound a lot, but medically I was technically obese um, for my small frame. And um, so I learned about counting calories. That was really interesting because I did learn about a whole lot of stuff that's in our food that I wasn't really conscious of and, and also how much I ate. Um, but that big health crisis left me really, really unwell. Um, and I dropped to 43 kg, so I was technically anorexic. Um, I couldn't eat anything because it just passed straight through me. Um, I was too scared to eat anything because my digestive system was so mucked up. And then after that, um, it, it wasn't a very happy time and and um and I really really didn't know what to eat and and uh, you know when you hear about all these do eat this you know go low carb go high protein etc I tried things and and nothing really felt great so I suppose I'd been very hesitant about eating habits um I did have to laugh when I read in Jen Stevens fast feet repeat that um, she even tried the diet where you inject yourself with female hormones when you're pregnant to tell your body to scavenge for fat because I tried that twice um, which was is, is pretty severe but it really works but it doesn't work long term that's probably the last thing I tried um, before I actually talked to your wife Lou Harry at work and she was fasting so that is how I found out about fasting and then read Jen Stevens fast feast repeat um, and saw how much science was behind it. Yeah. So that's what convinced you to start. So when you yes. first took up intermittent fasting, Mel, it's really great to get a beginner's insight as well as an experienced person that will be on the show here. So we can follow your journey a bit over the next couple of months. And when we all started, we all had those first sort of struggles through the first weeks and trying to tweak and do different things. But what did your window look like and what was your fasting protocol when you first started, Mel? Um, well, I forgot to notice that Lou was actually only drinking green tea <laughs> during the day. So um, I was... I was still drinking coffee. I did stop the flat whites, but on the HCG diet, you're allowed a tablespoon, up to a tablespoon of coffee, uh, milk in your coffee. So I was fasting and I was getting up to oh, nearly 24, very chuffed with myself, thinking I was fasting. Um, I I did feel slightly better. I did feel slightly better. But um, after a conversation with you, <laughs> found out that that was not clean fasting at all. Yeah, I mean, so you were dirty fasting to begin with. And I think yes. a lot of people make that mistake at the start, not knowing any better. So when we had that conversation and you decided that you were going to clean fast, 
what were some of the differences once you did start clean fasting and how sort of soon did you notice those differences? The differences were immediate. The differences were the next day, which blew my mind for the sake of a few tablespoons of milk, which is literally all the difference. You know, it did mean that I couldn't fast for as long. So um, I'm doing 16-8, but but it was mind-blowing, to be perfectly honest, the level of energy surge I got to the point where I said to Lou at work, I'm actually a little bit worried. I'm feeling a bit manic. I've never been manic before, but I think this is what it feels like. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, look, I wake up in the morning. I, I am awake immediately. There's no fogginess. I've got energy. It feels like someone's put two new batteries in. I, I, I seriously couldn't believe. I, I, I never thought I'd feel like that again. It does feel like I'm, you know, 15 years younger. Yeah, it, it, I know when I first started intermittent fasting, Mel, it was that sort of buzz that I used to get. And I used to think, wow, this is like legalized drugs or something. This intermittent yes. fasting. You just, <laughs> you just have those real big bursts of energy. And I remember, you know, like just doing things. I had so much more energy and vitality and, and everything with my energy through the day just seemed to gather pace the longer I fasted. But, and then so, what I want to talk about the clean fast for a minute, Mal, when we talk about the clean fast, just for people listening, what we're talking about there is just black tea, uh, plain water, plain sparkling water, or black coffee. And that's all. And when you sort of go away from that during your fast and you do things like what Mal was just saying, putting milk or cream in your coffee or uh, drinking bone broth or chewing mints or whatever it may be, you're just spiking that insulin. And the idea is to try and keep that insulin as low as possible through our fast so we get that maximum benefit. And, and so you really did see that difference between the clean and dirty fast. There's no mistake about it. <laughs> no, no, you cannot miss it. Yeah. And I swear if we could give people a pill that made them feel the way that you feel when you clean fast, they would be on the bandwagon immediately. It's, it's yeah. pretty wild. It is. And it's just given our body that rest from just chewing food all day, I think. But Mel, so what were sort of your goals with intermittent fasting when you sort of started and you started getting into it? Was it mainly for weight loss or more for the health benefits you were looking for? Um, When I first started in dirty fasting, it was weight loss because I did the uh, HCG diet at Christmas time. And so some weight had, had crept back on. Um, but after talking to you, um, to Lou, reading Jin's book, absolutely certainly the well-being and certainly um, the clean fasting, the that absolute buzz and surge of energy just made me go wow if that's what I'm getting on an energy level what is this doing for my body and of course I've read what it what it's doing for my body with with through Jin's book um I have arthritis in my fingers which doesn't help horse riding um and it wakes me up at night it's so painful um and I found it is that easing Mel the arthritis it is easing it is easing and I'm not taking, I usually take a little bit of fish oil, but I'm not taking that fish oil at the moment. 
um, and I've never had anything else be able to help that arthritis pain. Um, but the mental clarity, like I said, when I I've always woken up and I think as a bit of a hangover from having depression, um, I've always felt a little bit foggy in the morning and I used to be a real morning person and that had just left me. And now I am waking up, I'm awake, I feel rested. Um, so yes, definitely the health benefits. And I think, um, especially just thinking, wow, it was just cutting a few tablespoons of milk from my diet that was able to give my body enough rest to actually heal itself that absolutely convinced me that that's what my body is doing. Yeah, and that's great because I say to people too that tell me that they do a similar thing with dirty fasting, I say, look, just clean fast for a month and just find out what the differences are. And I mean, you've explained it pretty clear there, so that's great. So Mel, what's been some of the struggles early on you found adapting to intermittent fasting? I mean, things like white knuckling to your window or hunger, or did you have any... <laughs> Hangry moments that we all go through, <laughs> or anything like that? Um, the dirty fasting, well, you know, you're not proper fasting. So the dirty fasting wasn't that bad. However, I look back and I go, wow, I was just living on coffee. I was living on coffee to get me to my window. Um, and yes, I was, you know, I was pretty ravenous. Um the clean fasting um i was also obviously going through i think a little bit of caffeine withdrawal because i was drinking so much caffeine so certainly um i got hangry and didn't realize i was getting hangry <laughs> um so it just goes to show you know that your body is actually going through a, a new process so yeah i think the hangriness and the irritability um, was something that I really noticed. And I just kept saying to myself, just keep going, just, you know, it's another three hours, or it's another two hours. And you, you know, don't blow your wind, don't blow your wind, you know, you're, you're fast, you're just about there. So I think that mindset that you talk about, Graham, is really, really important. Yeah, it is. And if you can get your mindset into that space early on, about yes. the commitment that you make and the focus and everything else. And I know myself, Mel, even two and a half years into fasting now, I still have days where I white knuckle to my window. Don't worry <laughs> about that. And where I clock watch and, you know, I just I just want to eat some days. And, and I think now I sort of listen to my body a bit. And if you're in the early stages and you have those moments and some people say they get dizzy or they get shaky or something like that, you really got to listen to your body and say, well, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to make it today and open your window and then tomorrow's a new day. And then the longer you go with it, sooner or later, you're going to find that adaption process, which does take a few weeks to get used to it. And then you'll find the longer you go, your fast just becomes a daily part of your life. And so after a couple of months, Mel, what sort of reading and what sort of information you mentioned Jim Stevens' book there, Fast Feast Repeat, which is an excellent resource. But I guess you're probably like the rest of us and been scouring the internet and looking for information on intermittent fasting. What what sort of things have you found? Um, I well, all sorts of things. Um, as I'm sure all your, you know, listeners listeners have found as well. You know, um, I did 
I had, I don't know where I got it from, but this, um, you know, the bone broth aspect, I was like, well, if I have a little bit of bone, bone broth, um, so I definitely kind of read some things and it took a while for me to, for the penny to drop, basically, that what I'd read about with Jim Stevens, um, you know, is the way to make it work. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, I had a friend that used to do five and two, and, you know, after reading Jim's book, I'm like, well, I don't see scientifically and medically how that actually works, because you, you're not giving your body a break, because you're allowed those 500 calories to spread however you want, your organs aren't getting rest, and... I suppose after having something as um, medically horrible as I had, um, it really made me conscious of my internal digestive system. And I, you know, the whole philosophy for me about um, giving your body a rest really resonates. And then, because I've had people say, you know, oh, well, that just means you're not eating. And I said, well, precisely. Um, but I make sure I eat really nutritious food when I eat and I feel amazing. I, yeah. I, I feel amazing. So, yeah. Well, that's a benefit in itself, isn't it? So, yeah. Mel, how did you find, like, taking up intermittent fasting? Sometimes we get a bit of flack from those around us who don't really understand what we're doing. What sort of support or flack did you get from family, friends, colleagues, or just people that noticed that you were doing it? Um, there was that everyone piles their theories on and said, well, um, you know, if you put a bit of cream in your tea, a, a bit of cream in your coffee, that's fine because it's high protein. And, you know, I'm saying to them, well, it's not about a high protein diet at all. It's about giving my body a complete rest. Um, so I did, you know, as much as reading all those other theories, I also got those other theories um, lobbied at me and it is funny it's really really odd it's a bit like when you take a, a you know a, a break from drinking people are like oh no but just one won't hurt and it's like what what does it matter to you if I have one drink you know what does it matter to you if I don't put the cream in my coffee um it's yeah. a really odd kind of phenomenon yes really. it's funny um, friends and family they sort of in the early stages of my own journey Mm. I, I had a lot of flack and I tried to keep it a bit lowbrow. I didn't really share yes. it with a lot of people and because I just thought there was something in intimate fasting. I just thought this is so different to anything I've tried before and I'm not going to sort of talk about it too much. I'm just going to let my results do the talking. And what I found, Mel, as my results came and I started losing weight and people sort of started getting interested about what I was doing, I started to share more. But yes. some people just don't get it. And they just think, oh, you're starving yourself, you know, and all this sort of business. And you must be eating like lettuce leaves all day. And <laughs> they don't get that. We're eating steaks and homemade pizzas and no. whatever else. You know, that's the beauty of it. So what does your window look like food-wise, Mel? What sort of taste do you have with food? And have they changed at all? Uh, yes, they've changed. I'm um, I'm still doing 16, 8 um, I probably could open um, my window a little bit later, but um, I've I've struck a good um, a good balance. Certainly, quality food. When I open that window, I'm thinking about a nice piece of steak or a nice piece of chicken or salmon and some fresh green vegetables. Um, I don't feel like I'm on a diet. Um, my 
Um, surprisingly, I've always had a sweet tooth. Um, I cannot remember the last time I ate chocolate. Um, not saying that I haven't had a chocolate biscuit, but I used to be a, a bar of chocolate girl. Um, and I always had chocolate in the pantry and I'd, you know, break off a row watching TV at night. I can't remember the last time I've done that. Um, and I had gotten into a habit of a glass of wine, a glass of red wine at night. Um, don't have any interest in doing that on a regular basis either now, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, that's probably just your your, ch your taste change over time, yeah. I guess. And well, I know I used to love a beer and that sort of thing, and it's something I just don't do now. And often I think, well, maybe I I lost a bit of a love for something, but it's just something I don't miss. And no. I know that if I'm going to eat once a day, it's got to be worthy for me. And yes, I've got to make sure that whatever I do have in my window, is going to satisfy me. It's going to be nutritious for my body. And the longer you do sort of intermittent fasting, your taste change. And it's important to note here, too, that with intermittent fasting, there's no judgment. And what other people do, that's great. And some people eat everything and they have takeaways three, four nights a week and they get away with it. So, you know, for me personally, the longer I went with intermittent fasting, I know that my taste changed so much compared to what I used to eat and it's just been great but so Mel where do you go to from here what's your plan you sort of dedicated to intermittent fasting for a while or what do you think you'll do with it oh definitely I am not giving up this level of energy yeah <laughs> or, or clarity that that would have to be um and the weight has started to move um it wasn't immediate um, but I look at that in a, in a good way because I go, wow, those, that energy level and the clarity um, of, you know, brain clarity is just so super surprising and really compelling that, um, the, you know, I don't want to stop doing it. Um, so my next move is to um, make my fast a little bit longer. I think when I started dirty fasting, I am a bit of an all or nothing person. So I wanted to get to that. Yeah, I can do 24 look at me go, you know, the, the longer I fast, the better it's going to be. Whereas I'm listening to my body, um, what I'm doing right now is working for me um, and and then extending that fast time will be the next step for me. Yep. Um, I also feel more energy to exercise. So I'm going to add some more exercise into my routine. So with the energy sort of buzz we've been talking about mm. and the increased clarity and all that sort of thing, when do you think the last time in your life was when you sort of had that? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Energy-wise, oh, in my 30s? Wow. So it's only yes. really taken you a couple of months of intermittent fasting yes. to actually get back to that stage already. So... <laughs> That in itself is a win. And, and I talk to so many people and after a couple of months, they say, well, how long has this been going on? You know, I feel so good and so clean winded and I've got all this energy to burn and oh, it's just great. So Mel, for people out there that are just thinking about taking up intermittent fasting and one of the reasons I wanted to get you on was is, is because I really wanted to give that insight into what that first couple of months is like. What's some of the advice that you as a beginner now doing it for a couple of months would give to other beginners just starting out. 
um, is to just keep going. Tell yourself in those moments when you are either hangry um, or a bit irritable, um, almost like a you know an adult toddler tantrum. <laughs> Just the just remind yourself that the benefits are enormous and it won't be difficult for too long. It seriously isn't. And in those moments, write down when you started fasting, the time. I used to do this on a um, on a post-it notepad on my desk and write down the time that my window was going to open it and just and I just look at it and remind myself and say, you've only got two hours to go. So you've done all this work. Do you really, really want to blow it for, you know, one cup of coffee or a biscuit or whatever it might be when you've got only got two hours to go? So just break it down into really, really small, achievable steps. And like you say, don't be too hard on yourself. If you do, if you're having a stressful day at work and I have had that happen and I've been fasting and I've been hangry and I'm going, wow, this is not a great day. Um, I just I, I just stopped it. I just stopped it because I thought I've actually got to um, be able to do my job and then start again tomorrow and don't don't waste time beating yourself up yeah. about it. That's great advice, Mel. And what about things like, did you take pictures and, you know, do you weigh often or, or the weight doesn't really matter to you so much? Um, it's really funny, the weight, um, when I was dirty fasting, I was glued to the scales. Um, and now... It's really funny. I thought about it this morning and I thought, I actually haven't weighed myself for over a week. Um, and it is coming down. I will do it tomorrow morning, but I'm just on a high with the way I feel. Yeah. It, I mean, I do feel, <laughs> I do sound like a bit of a religious convert, but I am so blown away because, you know, I mainly heard about fasting in conjunction with weight loss. Yeah. That's, it was, you know, lose weight fast, fasting for weight loss. I hadn't heard about certainly the energy and the clarity benefits um, to the degree that I'm shouting it from the rooftops when I tell people about fasting. Oh, look, that's 100% right. And I know myself, Mel, I've lost a lot of weight, 60 kilos, 132 pounds. And to be honest with you, the health benefits that have come from intermittent fasting for me have probably been a bigger thrill than actually losing that weight even though it's wow. great to walk from obesity to normality, just things like getting rid of my psoriasis and um, that I could never get rid of before intermittent yes. fasting the, and other things that happen and just overcoming a lot of phobias and fears that I had when I was obese. And, and I know that comes with the weight loss, but intermittent fasting, it just cures so many more things than just about weight loss. And that's why it's great to talk to somebody that doesn't really have to lose a whole heap of weight, but they're going to get so much health benefits from it. And yes. so, Mel, what I really liked you said there was that you tweaked a bit and you changed around your window and you found that sweet spot. And I mm. think that's important that when people sort of toy around with their windows early on, that you just change it up a bit, keep your body guessing, and then you get into that yes. really good rhythm. And so you think 16 and 8 at the moment is good and you're looking to move up to maybe an 18 and 6 or something like that. Yes. Yeah. I, I, um, when I was dirty fasting, I was like, I've got to, you know, I've got to get to night time. So I've got to, you know, I've got to go through the whole day. And I really, I don't know why. I don't know where I got that from. Um, but at the moment, I'm finding if I close the window earlier at night, 
and I can eat around lunchtime, that really works for my body and mentally mindset wise, all I say to myself is, you just got to get to lunchtime. Yeah. How easy is that? You know, easier said than done when I had to um, address my coffee addiction and, you know, flat whites. Um, but once I got through that caffeine withdrawal and got and found that window worked for me, um, like today I fasted for an hour longer because I just happened to be doing something with the dog and turned around and I was like, oh, I could have eaten it at half past 11, but now it's half past 12 and, you know, I'm actually going to feed the dog first and do a couple of other things. I'm actually finding that I'm not white knuckle hangry to yeah. the to the hour that you know that my window can open. And what is uh, what which, about um, what about things like exercise, Mel? Is that something you do much, or you're not really an exercise person as such? I've I've always exercised. Um, I do horse ride, not a lot at the moment, but hoping to be more. Um, I have recently got a puppy, so the um, walking has increased and um i'm just enjoying that so much i do do um i do do yoga uh so i would like to i think i, I just can't, i'm i'm really blown away at how the well-being mindset kicks in how in touch with my body i am how the walks with the dog are getting longer and i actually and i think to myself no actually i want to make the, the walk a little bit longer today um really want to get back into yoga um the whole covid thing didn't help with all the yoga studios closing but i've been doing some at home and some stretching so um definitely looking to to add more of yeah. that back in a puppy will certainly keep you on your toes that's for sure and <laughs> they take a lot of work and a lot of exercise mel as horses do and, and as you know yes. i know that but Mel, it's yes. been fantastic to get you in here today. And what oh, we pleasure. want to do, Mel, is over the next couple of months, we want to do a couple of check-ins with our beginners. And so we could sort of come back and revisit this and say, okay, well, what have you found now? And what stage are you up to? And, and if you could come back and talk to us in a couple of months, we'd really appreciate it. Oh, I'd be delighted. It'd be my, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for all the knowledge that you share with with myself and, and all your listeners, it really is inspiring. Well, thanks so much, Mel, and thank you for joining us on the Fasting Highway today. Thank you. Okay. Talk soon. Bye. Okay, bye. Well, that's about it this week, folks, for the Fasting Highway. And next week, we take questions from you, the listener, and we talk about loving ourselves first so to send a question in uh, you can click the message button on the podcast platform that you'll see on spotify or also on the anchor platform or you can send one in via email and that's to graham g-r-a-e-m-e at thefastinghighway.com you'll find that address in the show notes as well so i think if you're a beginner or you're somebody looking to start intermittent fasting, you can draw a lot from what Mel was saying there. And you can see some of the great benefits that she's enjoyed just in the first few weeks of her intermittent fasting journey. And I found it really interesting that she talked about the difference from switching from dirty fasting to clean fasting. And here at the Fasting Highway, 
we do advocate to clean fast. And in my personal opinion, I think you're either fasting or you're not. And the clean fasting is where the magic will happen. So keep that in mind if you're just starting out. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week. And thank you for joining me again on the Fasting Highway. Thank you.